4: On the Golden Hurricane Sports Network. From Learfield, this is the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show with TU head coach Frank Haith and women's head coach Angie Nelp presented by Rib Crib. For the next hour, hear the latest on TU hoops. Now, here is your host, Bruce Howard.
5: Hello, everybody, and we welcome you to the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show with head coach Frank Haith and later on joined by Angie Nelp as it's all presented by the Rib Crib and of course the original Rib Crib at 16th and Harvard. And we're joined now by Frank Haith, the head men's basketball coach at the University of Tulsa. We've got a lot of catching up to do, and we also want to talk to you about some of your new players and introduce some of those players to the to the fans out there. They've already seen them some uh, if they've gone to the home games, coach, but uh, a 4-4 four and four start for your team uh some good in there and obviously some things to work on
3: yeah there is bruce and i you know we easily could be seven and one um you know and i, I think you know what you got to look at it is you know we've, we've 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 lost a couple games where we we hopefully we learn in those losses you know you know a lot of those games i think our our execution late game hasn't been good on both ends uh offensively and defensively i think we've got to and you know me bruce i'm gonna be very honest i mean i think defensively we've got to be better our, our field goal percentage numbers are not really good right now um um but um you know we've got some new guys got to learn their role and and, and 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 uh buy into their roles i don't know that we have complete of that yet because when you've got so many new players and they're all trying to you know uh, you know uh, have their place and, and and their turf and they're trying to figure it all out and uh we as a staff trying to learn our team learn what guys can do and then in the midst of that you have you know tough games and Mm -hmm. and we've played a tough schedule too i think we've played you know start out the season we've played you know some really good teams that uh and and and, you know which doesn't give you much room for margin of error you know and uh you know we'll start out you know with what we what we had to do and but i do still think there's um light at the end of the tunnel i think this team has a chance to be pretty good and uh, we'll get better as the year progresses as, as as long as we continue to grow and learn what we're capable of doing the guys embrace their roles
5: and your team always has done that gotten better as the season has gone along what was the sense as you broke camp and got ready for the first game against northwestern state what was your thought about the team as you as you broke uh you know and, and got ready to play
3: real games Bruce, we, we played we scrimmaged Kansas, and I thought, you know, you know, up until that point, I was still trying to figure out, you know, what I thought this team would, could could be capable of. And then we, we played pretty well against Kansas. I thought we had a good scrimmage yeah. against one of the best teams in the country, and so I felt real good leaving that I, and talking to Bill after the, you know, the scrimmage. And he well, I was talking to him about his team, he was talking about our team. So I felt real good about us going into that. Then we had to do with the lights are on. And we had a good exhibition game, and I thought we competed hard and played well in that. And so I felt good uh, going into that stretch of uh, starting our season. And, you know, as we got going, you know, obviously Northwestern State was a team that played the night before at OU and, and played them pretty tough.
5: And yeah, three-point game at halftime. Yeah, right? yeah, so
3: we felt like we needed to, you know, we were going to play a team that had a nice inside player in Coleman, and and I thought we – you know, we we struggled a little bit earlier on, but I, I, that's that's understandable. Early in the year, first game, new guys, you know, and and, and winning is hard, you know, and uh, uh, so. But 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 we got into that ball game, and I thought we were we had a good mindset, and and we competed. To finish the game the right way and so it was it was a good learning experience and but i felt good about our team as the season started
5: yeah and this is a northwestern team that uh, that actually took the lead with maybe five minutes to go by two but your team reacted really nicely to that and ended up winning the game going away
3: yeah you know and it you know dry was very good in that ball game and you know we had a lot of good production out a lot of guys and and uh you know we we did what we needed to do to win and that's at the end of the day, that's all that matters is winning games, is winning. And and we did what we needed to do to win. Then we got to go into our next game and learn from what we experienced. But we, the thing that made it tough about the Air Force game was you're playing a whole different style of basketball. Sure. Offensively and defensively. And we didn't have much prep time between Northwestern State and Air Force. And, you know, like how, give you an example, Bruce, how you guarded uh, one pass away. Okay, so... And against Northwestern State, our principles are: you up the line on the line, right? So, you you got to be in the gaps. Well, against the Air Force, because the back cut thing, you can't be up the line on the line, or you gonna get give up layups on back back cuts. And what you're saying there, they play the Princeton offense with the high, the
5: the with the with the uh, the big man usually high and lots of back cuts.
3: Right? Lots of back cuts. So they got the uh, basket open, and and if you play that way, they're gonna just. You know, make they're just going back cut you to death and make layups, and so you have to change your mentality how you guard off the ball. You want to be head up, so they got to run through your chest on back cuts, and now you got to guard the ball better so you can't get beat off the drives. So it was a different type of mindset preparation wise in a day. You know, to get ready for it, and I I thought we did okay. Uh, you know, we took a lead by 11 in the second half, right. and then we just didn't finish the game. And you know, we, our execution wasn't good offensively. And, they didn't get good shots, and then, you know, they made some tough threes. And, uh, you know, we didn't give up many layups, but they made some tough threes down the stretch and to to, to give them the win in that ball game.
5: Yeah, and, yeah, you know, you're talking about uh, the back cuts and having to go chest up on those guys, make sure they – but that also leads to the possibility they might get a perimeter shot on you or two. Uh, hard Hard offense certainly to defend, and for a young team, a hard offense to defend. And I think Air Force is better. You know than the five wins they had or six wins they had a year ago, they look like a better
3: team. So I don't uh, think they've lost since they right, played us. Right. I think they're like seven and one or right. They lost their first game of the year, and I think they've won every game. So right. they, you know, obviously they had a really good guard, is really good uh, Walker from San Antonio, really talented player, and and but they got some veteran guys and and uh, Joe, who I have a lot of respect for uh just come back to air force he was there before mm-hmm. he went off to denver i think and you know he's with p he was at princeton he's a princeton guy right, right. so uh he knows what they do I- inside and out and how they play and they don't deviate from it and that's who they are and uh um but it was a winnable game for us bruce and so it was we kicked one we should have gotten and then obviously you know that i thought You know it got us ready for for oregon state though because we learned a lot in that ball game
5: yeah and oregon state would be only two days later uh as we take it to the first break let's introduce a couple of players if we can uh and and let's start with you know obviously the newcomers folks know about the uh most most of the players like a jariah horn and ray dowu and curtis but let's start with sam griffin and uh, anthony pritchard a couple of
3: your guards that are going to play an important role for you all year long yeah, you, you know, very talented. I think both kids are very talented. I think Sam is a, you know, a really good scorer. Um, you know, I think he can do it all all three levels. I think he's got a got good mid-range. Obviously, he can shoot the three, and and he can get to the rim. He's got good pace, good quickness, and, and he's a very talented offensive player. Uh, we need him to be better defensively, and he knows it. And I think uh, that's got to be key for him as, as he progresses down to his, with his career. Uh, but he has to be better on that end of the floor um and and anthony has done a you know you know i I go back to when he started um early on and when he got here as a freshman in summertime to where he's at right now he's really really grown and 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 uh, it's been a you know it's not easy coming from uh you know where he came from in high school at webster high school where he you know he had the ball in his hand all the time yeah didn't run many plays yeah And then, you know, you're just playing up and down to go to a college system where the speed of the game is different and you're playing the most difficult position and you're having to learn how to execute on both ends of the floor at a whole nother level. And he's progressed really, really fast and I'm pleased with where he's at and now he's in the starting lineup and and playing very well and he's going to have a great career here at Tulsa.
5: Yeah, no doubt about it and we'll talk a little bit more about Anthony Pritchard especially in regard to the Little Rock game where he was outstanding and did a whole lot for TU without scoring. Uh, He didn't score until late in the game, but boy was he a big uh, factor in that game. Uh, Our Tulsa basketball radio show is brought to you by Red Crown Credit Union. They offer the Folds of Honor debit card for every spent. Red Crown makes a donation back to the Folds of Honor Foundation. More information available at redcrown.org. We'll be back with more on the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show after this time out from
6: Learfield.
1: Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at Physical Therapy Central can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 30 convenient locations across Oklahoma City and beyond, contact PT Central today at ptcentral.org to see a physical therapist. Physical Therapy Central, a proud partner of Tulsa Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Golden Hurricane fans in the game. At Rib Crib,
4: we tip our hats to craftsmanship. When you take your sweet time and do it by hand without shortcuts, it always leads to the good stuff. The pitmasters at Rib Crib practice their craft every single day, slow-smoking with hickory around the clock to bring you righteous ribs, sit your butt down brisket, smoked chicken, pulled pork, and all the other good stuff you love. Rib Crib, smoking the good stuff. Okay kids, listen up. Here is plan A to really save energy this winter. I'll turn the thermostat up when I go to work, turn it down when you get home from school, then back up when you leave for practice, or unless there's a rain out, then keep it down. But then turn it back up at bedtime and-
2: Dad, just sign up for power
1: hours. All right, plan B, power hours. Get a free Wi-Fi thermostat and save up to 30% on winter electric bills when you sign up at psooklahoma.com slash power hours. So, did you get your loan closed? Oh, yeah. The guy from Gateway Mortgage, a division of Gateway First Bank, was totally committed to getting me into my new house. Wait, what? Isn't he in a call center in New York City or something? Nope, that's the Gateway experience. They live in the communities they serve. In fact... Hey, Bob. That's him right there, three rows down. In the TU face paints? I told you he was committed. Ready for the mortgage experience you deserve? Visit gatewayfirst.com today. Located at 244 South Gateway Place. Gangs, Oklahoma 74037. NMLS 7233. All rights reserved. Equal housing lender
5: also a little bit stagnant the last few times top of the key horn fires the three good horn You know, when you don't have anything going, just give it to Jay Money. And he creates his own shot. We're back on the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show with head coach Frank Haith. And a little bit later on, Angie Nelp will join us on the women's side as the women's team is off to a great start. But, uh, Coach, that was uh, a highlight from the Oregon State game, a big three from Jariah Horn. And he is not only able to score on those threes, which we knew that before when he was here before, but now he's he's scoring in a lot of different ways, isn't
3: he? He is. uh, You know, he's... um made it well-rounded his game. You know, he's um, you know, Drive's got good hands and you know, he can post you up and uh, he can dribble to a post up. Um, you know, and he's always been a really good passer. So he's a you know, he's a very very efficient offensive player and uh you know, I and I think Drives always wanted to be well-rounded. He he he's one of those guys that wants to be more than just a shooter and 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 when you describe him. But uh I still don't want him to forget who he is and that's right. that's what he does very well, but uh, but the fact that he can deck the ball and, and create a little bit makes him, uh, you know, tough to defend, I guess, and, and uh, you know, people will run him off the line so when they do that, he has the ability to make good decisions and shoot a mid-range or you know uh, dribble to a post up or get in the paint area and he's he i mean he made a little floater in a couple games mm-hmm. uh so he, he he's well-rounded offensively
5: yeah and you mentioned dribble to a post up that's when he backs a guy down but he also will post up and somebody will feed him the ball i mean he's good enough now to post up with his back to the basket isn't he
3: yeah he is and uh, matter of fact in the um, uh, boise game he had a huge uh jump hook there to give us a lead late in that right. ball game uh we went to him in a on a post up and uh um, you know, he's, he's got, you know, he's got a nice, uh, post up game and, uh, you know, he works with our post guys and along with the perimeter guys in our post perimeter work at practice.
5: Yeah, and uh, so you're playing Oregon State after the, uh, the the tough loss against Air Force. Two days later, you're playing a team that got to the Elite Eight the year before you and went to the Sweet 16 in Elite Eight. And uh, so you know how good they are coming in, the Beavers. And I thought you guys came out with great intensity.
3: We did. Uh, you know, and, and they were coming off a tough loss to start the year at Iowa State where they led most of that game and Iowa State got them. And Iowa State obviously is really, really good. I think nobody thought they were going to be as good as they they got off to a great start as a basketball team, and um, and but but when they came in here, they were, you know, they were ready to play after that that loss at Iowa State, and I thought our guys were ready to play. We had good energy, good emotion. We had, the students were here, and you know they were in the crowd, and uh, so it was a, a really good atmosphere for, you know, having a team that good coming in to your, and, and, you know, and that's something we really worked hard at getting, you know, those power fives, in your building. You right. know, we'll have to go out there next year uh but uh but we had a lot of a lot of good things happen in that ball game now, obviously dry and was good but sam was uh, really good in that ball game too so um but we did some really good things we had some good rebounds late in that ball game uh to finish them i mean i remember dj getting one really big time rebound late in that ball game and i speak about rebounding because that's something we struggle with a little bit is getting clean clean rebounds but we got some really good clean rebounds in that ball game and uh you know, so it was a really good win for us.
5: Yeah, no, no question about it. And you wanted uh, down the stretch with some some good play, obviously in the in the closing moments. But um, what did that win do for your confidence in terms of you know being able to recover from the from the first loss of the year?
3: Well, you know, we I, I thought you know we learned a little bit. Uh, you know, going on, we were getting ready to take a trip to uh, Daytona, I think, right after right, that, right. and we were going to play a good Rhode Island team that you know, watching them on tape, I'm like they're they're terrific. So we needed to have a little bit of confidence going down there to play a team and on on a neutral court that is talented as they are and and I thought it, it prepared us for that ball game. And mean I thought we went down there and with good mindset and that first ball game against Rhode Island we played well. We played with great toughness when we knew we had to have some great toughness to win that ball game. And uh you know the twins, the two big kids they have down there were the Mitchells yeah. Yeah, they're like um I think they're leading the country in shot blocks as a team. I think one of the top two or three teams in the country in terms of shot blocks. And uh, they, were, they were a load in there. But uh, we, we, we handled it, their, their length uh, really well and made shots. And, uh, and we defended it as well as we've defended all year. Then, particularly down the stretch, yeah, we made some big-time plays. Yeah,
5: I was going to say, you, you you win against Oregon State 64-58, so decent defense there, certainly. And then against Rhode Island, you're up against a different style of team. They scored 71, but you still felt you played pretty well defensively,
3: right? Yeah, we did, uh, down the stretch. Uh, I think right. we, we needed what we, did, what we needed. To do. There was a stretch there, a six-minute stretch in the second half where our defense was really good. Yeah. And that's what I point to that got us that separation we needed, because it was a tight ball game throughout the whole game, and then that stretch of six minutes where we were, we got consecutive stops, and then we scored on the other end. That was the difference in the game, and I think we played really good defense during that stretch. And uh, uh, you know, and that's continued to get our guys to understand defense travels. We've got to be better on that end of the floor, and uh, you know, that's that's the learning growth with that we have to get uh in terms of mindset from our team moving forward and we're getting there we're not there yet though bruce we're not there yet so uh hopefully you know as a, you know as the season gets going here more and we have a different mindset the better mindset on that end of the floor
5: as you took control of the game against rhode island it seemed like down the backstretch when you're trying to protect the lead sometimes it's real easy just to Kind of fiddle around and not do a whole lot of offensively, but you guys in that game, I thought attacked with the lead and extended the lead.
3: We did. We took good shots. Yeah, and you know, and that's something we can, you know, as we move. You talk about some other games. Uh, these last two ball games we played, we we got leads in those ball game Bruce. I thought we took bad shots. We didn't execute well, and it's almost like we took the foot off the pedal in terms of execution. Not foot off the pedal in terms of f- playing fast, right? But foot off the pedal in terms of execution. Like we lost mindset of what we did to get the lead, and all of a sudden we could we kind of excel and say, okay, now I can take this bad shot. And I think I'm not saying they think like that, but that's the way our execution was, and uh, you know we weren't as intent as executing like we were to get the lead. And uh, but in that ball game, I thought we did a great job of that.
5: And then Utah was a different animal as well. They play really good defense, and uh, they're a team that uh, I know wasn't picked terribly high in the Pac-12, but but decently in the middle. Uh, they look to be a better team than maybe advertised.
3: Well, yeah, because the, the kid Carlson in the middle was, uh, I think he's a pro. I think he's very talented. But they, they 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 their style was a pack line, and they had great length. Their guards were big, mm-hmm. and they affected us. And but. You know, it was ended up being a fourteen point, but it was like really a three, four point game. Right. It was back and forth, Right. you know. And it was going to be that kind of game because it was going to be hard for us to score. We had to execute. We need, and we may need to make it hard for them to score. And uh, so it was really, you know. I think you know, obviously Oregon State was picked higher than them. So, and you talked about where they're picked, right? But I think they're 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 pretty good in terms of just because of their length and uh, and they got a big kid that's really talented. But we didn't get many breaks in that ball game. You know, and I think you look at our numbers, Bruce, we're, 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 we, we, you know, we've got to the one thing that from an offense standpoint, we got to get better at. We got to get to the free throw line. Yeah. You know, we don't get to the free throw line enough as a basketball team. And, uh, those numbers, you know, if we get there more, I think we'll, you'll see us be better offensively because that, you you know, we're not, and I think we're trying to attack. You look at our numbers of paint production, right? Paint touches and paint points. points yeah, yeah, we're getting that, but we're just not. We're not getting foul teams. Are I mean, teams are probably guarding us better than having to pass, but we gotta we gotta find a way to get there more. And and the last two ball games, I don't think we've gotten one and one. You right. Know? Right. So Boise and or-, or you don't think we've gotten into one and one, and so somehow we got to we got to sure that up and that's from an offense standpoint we've done a lot of talking about our defense from an offense standpoint that's what we got to be better
5: at well and certainly if you get to the free throw line you've proven this year that you're gonna you're gonna uh, put most of them in 79 percent. so you got to be happy with your free throw percentage maybe not getting there enough but your percentage really good
3: really good i mean i don't know where that puts us in the country but i'm sure it's top top 15 top 20 in the country in terms of uh, you know, field goal, free throw percentages, and we just got to get there more. We got to get there more, and we got to be more aggressive. And, you know, sometimes I do know this about what we've done around. We've missed a lot of bunnies around the rim. Yeah. And a lot of those, we're avoiding contact instead of just going through the defense. So we've got to be in attack mode more, and you've heard me say this many times. He come at me, I go at him and be more aggressive and fierce with our shot attempts. You know, we have a tendency to sometime when people have their bodies on their chest on us, we we jump away from those contacts and officials not going to give you those calls. More in a moment with uh,
5: head coach of Golden Hurricane men's basketball, Frank Heath as we continue on the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show. The Hurricane uh, getting ready for some home cooking, hopefully for uh, TU as they get. Get uh, ready for a Loyola Marymount game coming up on Tuesday, Southern Illinois on the horizon, and Alcorn State as well, all at the Reynolds Center. We'll be back with more presented by the Rib Crib. This is the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show from
4: Learfield. You trained for this all year. Endless hours of cardio conditioning and weights. And now you are ready ready to trek back to your seat from the concession stand through the lines lost fans and that mascot who wants you to do a little dancey dance all without spilling a drop
1: of your ice cold bud light welcome back to football sports fans Hey, Hurricane fans, we have an offer for you. Right now, receive $300 when you open a new MidFirst Bank live-free checking account. Also, register your MidFirst debit or credit card for a chance to win the ultimate watch party with everything you need to host your own TU football game watch party, plus $250. Head to MidFirst.com slash Team Tulsa for more details. Offer ends December 31st. No purchase necessary. MidFirst Bank. True to your money. Member FDIC. For sudden illnesses, minor injuries, and after-hours care that just can't wait, Warren Clinic Urgent Care is ready to serve you and your family seven days a week, day or night. In addition to in-office visits at one of our many area locations, our health care providers also offer 24-7 virtual urgent care for adult and pediatric patients. To learn more or to schedule an appointment at any of our Warren Clinic Urgent Care locations, please visit stfrancis.com forward slash urgent care. Now
5: here's a pass inside. Idowu slammed on. Great pass by Griffin. Idowu caught it, went down. Big two-footed leap, and he dunked it down low. Welcome back to the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show with Head Coach Frank Haith. Angie Nelp is on the way, the women's head coach for TU as we continue, presented by the Rib Crib. And that was a highlight from Ray Edowu in the Little Rock game as Tulsa wins that game going away. Uh, coach, you won that one by 14. And boy, when you can get production from your inside guy or guys, if you will, but Ray Idowu was re- very important at the game in that game, wasn't he?
3: He was. And, and, and we need Ray uh, being assertive, being aggressive aggressive uh you know we need those paint points we need those paint attempts uh is he getting to you know he's he's worked on his free throw shooting too and getting fouled and I think he's shooting a decent percentage from the free throw line right now um but we need we need his production and it was good to see him uh, in the Little Rock game and being uh, aggressive and assertive around the basket.
5: Yeah, nice job by the Hurricane uh, again against a good Little Rock team that came in at uh, four and two. want to uh, go sideways a little bit and talk with, about a couple of, again, a couple of your newcomers, uh, Nikita Konstantinovsky and uh, Ladavius Drain. Both of them, obviously, do different things. One's a guard, one's a big guy. So tell us about those two guys.
3: Well, Nikita's uh, a guy that we think has good promise. Uh, you know, he's you know he, he, he kind of got to a slow start. Uh, because he's had some injuries when he first got here and he and he got here late you know in the summertime so his progression is is you know is is a little behind some of the other guys you know he was uh, still in school he didn't start when all the guys got here in summer so he got here right at the school started school and then he got you know he hurt his back and he had uh broke a bone in his back, and so he was out for a while and uh and now he's got a little the stress reaction on his foot so he wears a boot so he's not been quite a hundred percent but i think he's like i said i think he has great promise and le davis is a guy that's you know made a lot of threes in his career at southern miss and he hasn't quite got it going here for us yet and uh you know but he's a wonderful young man i think he's he's going to continue to work hard at trying to be better and and we need him to you know not only be able to guy that can make shots but play defense too so that's going to be important for his you know, in terms of his role moving forward down the stretch.
5: Yeah, and Ladavius. I mean, you know, thousand-point scorer, uh, number two all-time, and three-pointers made at Southern Miss, so it's not like the guy hasn't seen the, the bullets fly a little bit. I think it's maybe getting comfortable in the right. offense, being able to to make shots. He missed his first seven shots, Coach, and I know that's that's, that's – that's, not good for a good shooter he's got to just keep shooting but it's tough for him early on when he when he didn't make shots
3: it is it is and then you you know you're just trying to get on a new team you've been playing a certain way for four years and now you know there's there's a there's a learning curve there's a lot to learn you know defensively and offense and what you've been taught like did you give you something very simple in closeouts he's closed out to the ball a certain way for four years to break that habit for one year it's really hard to do it's like when you've done something for four years and all of a sudden we don't close out that way right and he's still you know it's still hard to break that habit he's he's trying and uh uh but um you know he like i said he he works hard he gets in the gym and uh you know i think he's uh i've seen him at practice just get it going and just he's he doesn't miss so he's very capable of getting going
5: uh, so hopefully he will be a help for you as you go along. Now, Sterling Gaston Chapman and uh, Gavin Elkhamill, we have not seen them so far on the court, but those are two very talented players that I know are part of the future of the program.
3: Yeah. And both those guys, because of Ladavius, uh, we were contemplating red shirting and we're still not sure. one hundred percent, you know, one of those guys could play moving forward. Right. And uh, uh, just cause that, I think they're both gifted and, and talented players, I think, very different. Gavin is a, I think, is a great shooter and uh, skilled guy. Um, Sterling's kind of a, a high motor, energy guy that plays hard, is athletic, that's tough, and uh, both, you know, help you win, you know, with what they have. And uh, so, you know, d- moving forward, just depending on, you know, our progression as a team, what 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 our needs are you could possibly see one of those guys on the floor moving forward but but they both are very very gifted and talented guys in their own right
5: and, and coach like in football if you play only four games as a freshman you can hold your red shirt and yeah. then you're a red shirt freshman the next year is there anything similar to that in in basketball any number of games or anything like that
3: you know i sit on the committee of the nabc uh council and uh we've, we've been arguing going back and forth this with this with the ncaa and we have a proposal on board uh, to hopefully that will pass, and come January here, I think they will look at it. Where uh, we just want something similar to what football has. We want sure. the kids to have the ability to play, and the percentage of the number because right now if they play in one game, they 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 kill their eligibility. Right. I mean, they're you have to use a year. So, so we're hopeful that what our proposal is is. Pretty reasonable, comparable right. to football, right? Percentages wise, football four games and out of twelve, and we we're not even asking for that percentage. You know, we're just uh, we're just looking for you know something to give guys an opportunity to play, and then the decision is made whether or not right. they can redshirt. So you'd and,
5: like to say like, hey, give us a number, five games, whatever number that is, and yeah. then we'll
3: deal with it, right? Because if they play in one now, they're, they're, right. they've used their exhausted their year of eligibility, and that's that just doesn't seem fair, you know, right? When then, you know, so I think it will pass, Bruce, but I don't, you know, the timing of it, when it will, um, you know, particularly now, our argument is this: these kids, you know, a lot of these kids don't want to register, but, you know, and, you know, like in football, those kids have stuff on tape. They have stuff that helps them right. get their next opportunity, you know, if decide to register it, if they want to transfer, because the big thing, big thing now is this transfer portal and now they use it. You know these kids only have an opportunity to show that they're capable of playing in a college basketball game if they're if you redshirt them. So we would it's this is this for the kids. It's not for anybody else. But. The, the welfare of the other of student athlete yeah
5: and, and the tough part for a coach now is your nine games in i mean your game tomorrow is going to be game number nine on the season so you're less apt to use a guy necessarily but you might end up having a need so that's a tough
3: call isn't it it is a tough call praying about it you know because those two guys you just talked about we we've gone back and forth as a staff you know and because we see those guys at practice and what they're capable of and and and, and it is based on what we think is what our need is a basketball team too you know where we're we're at cuz we've seen some we've got some inventory out of some guys through eight games and 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 if we're lacking in some areas which one of these guys could bring something to help us and but you don't want to take a chance if they they have a chance to redshirt and still have four full years to play college basketball and um you know, and in Gavin's case, Gavin's coming off an ACL injury right. from a year ago. And he's back close to 100. He's still not 100 percent, but he he practices and he's pretty effective at practice. So, I mean, he could obviously, I think, get out there and play in a, in a college basketball game now. But um, but those guys don't even have a chance to other than they can only play in the scrimmages, which they played in. Right. And uh, in exhibition games. And. Um, I don't even know if they did. Did they play an exhibition game? I think they did.
5: Might have, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And I think that's it. But yeah. they couldn't play in anything beyond that.
5: So they have to work hard, obviously, uh, and, uh, and and we'll see how that all goes. Coach, you got home games coming up. Thank you for taking the time. Next week, we'll do it again and uh, appreciate your time the, on the first show of the year. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. The head coach of the Golden Hurricane, Frank Haith, as we get you ready for a game tomorrow night against Loyola Marymount, Saturday against Southern Illinois, and then follow that up with Alcorn State. We'll be back with head coach Angie Nelp of TU Women's Basketball when the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show continues from Learfield.
1: CareFirst First Pharmacy, the preferred pharmacy for University of Tulsa Athletics. With three locations serving the greater Tulsa and Broken Arrow Metro, our local family-owned pharmacy has revolutionized the traditional retail and compounding experience. Since 2011, Care first customers have experienced five- to ten-minute prescription refills, including consultation and industry-leading customer service. Come visit us at 15th and Lewis, 62nd and Sheridan, or at 61st and Elm, and discover the Care First difference. Care First Pharmacy, where quality and service come first.
0: Hi, I'm Jackie Newton with Oklahoma-owned Stuart Mark Kubota in Old Mulgee, Muskogee, and SME Sales and Rentals in Bixby. Our Kubota tractors and Kubota construction equipment might be orange, but it's our mission to always operate using the Golden Rule. So, for a piece of winning equipment for your field or construction site, come see us at one of our three Orange Country locations. Stuart Martin equipment, if it's not orange, it's lemon.
1: Randy Pierce with Riverside Ford of Tulsa, and our team loves football, but the one thing we won't do is tackle our customers when they pull into the parking lot. No pads or helmets required to shop here, but not only can you buy here, you can also sell your vehicle to us. No, this isn't a trick play, but the demand for pre-owned vehicles is high right now, which means you will get a great price for yours. So take time out this week and come see us at Riverside Ford of Tulsa or find us at RiversideFordOfTulsa.com. Hi, Big Country listeners. I'm News on 6 Chief Meteorologist Travis Meyer. One thing I like even more than listening to Hoot in the mornings is being part of your day. I'm happy to share up-to-the-minute weather info and severe weather coverage with
6: the Big Country family. So when you're out and about and having fun around Green Country, don't forget to listen to your favorite local radio station, Big Country 99.5. Our News on 6 Oklahoma
1: weather experts will be here to help you stay ahead of our crazy weather. Thanks for listening to Big Country 99.5.
5: by the Rib Crib, we welcome you back to the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show, and we're joined by Angie Nelp, who is the TU Women's Basketball Coach. First of all, welcome to the show. I mean, great to have you.
2: Thank you. So glad to be here.
5: And what a great start for your team! You're six and zero here in the early going. Is uh, is that what you expected? I mean, you, every coach says, "Yeah, we're going to win them all," or we want to win them all. But here you are at six and zero. What a wonderful start for your team.
2: Oh man, I am so proud of this team. And if you ask if we expect to win, yes, every time we step on the floor, we expect to kind of play our best and have a chance to win at the end of this game and and these girls they've really done it they've really been able to come through in some pretty clutch times and get those victories
5: yeah in a situation where uh, early on especially in the Duquesne and the Sam Houston games you guys got off to such good starts Uh, what was important in terms of how you have taught this team or worked with this team to have good starts
2: yeah we always say that we want to get on the floor and throw the first punch we want to be the more aggressive team and that really starts off the tip and so we tell them from the tip you know we've got to be the more aggressive team, And I feel for the majority of the games, we've been able to do that. Had some, you know, had a couple games there. where We didn't get off to the exact start that we had wanted, but we were able to kind of overcome that. But it's really a mentality when you start the game, being able to go in and be more aggressive and kind of what we would say, throw the first punch is the team that we want to be. And we're capable of being that
5: yeah and you're a team that has forced a lot of turnovers, and that helps your running game. You love to get it up and down the the floor that's one of the areas that that helps you get it up and down the floor quickly, isn't it?
2: Oh, most definitely. Our defense creates a lot of our offensive transitions. And so everybody th- everybody watches us and is like, man, you're such an offensive team. But we spend a lot of time on the defensive end of the floor to be able to create those opportunities for us to push it offensively. And and we want to play fast. We We absolutely want to be a team that pushes the ball up in transition. Whether we're getting transition looks or not, we also want to flow into our offense quickly. So being able to play fast on offense is all predicated on how good we play defense and how well we rebound at the other end.
5: And I sense from you, like a lot of coaches, it's not only the fast break and those opportunities you have, but secondary. Uh, opportunities uh, before you really have to get into a flow of the half court. You want to take advantage of the three on twos, right?
2: Absolutely. We do anytime we have an advantage break or anytime that we have numbers, we always want to convert those. And then even even at times where maybe we don't feel like it's our best shot to be able to take that shot in an advantage break, we want to get into our offense quickly. And so you mentioned flow and flow is a huge part of what we do. How are we going from our fast transition game into our offense to be able to still look to score quickly?
5: Yeah, and this is a, and I've seen it several times with your team when you don't have it. You know, Mm -hmm. you've had experienced players like the Mayberries or like Rebecca Lasky who picks off a steal and that sort of thing, but she doesn't have the numbers you've been smart enough to hold it up and say, okay, this time to run something half court. It seems like.
2: We're trying. Yes, that's an area that we're definitely growing in. You know, you you just love our players and what a scoring mentality they have that they want to push it. And then it's just a matter of kind of finding that rhythm. Okay, so we didn't necessarily push it, but what can we do so we don't have to stop the ball completely, you know, and still catch the defense on their heels a little bit in some of our actions.
5: So let's back up a little bit and talk philosophy if we we can. Uh, First of all, offensively, is you've kind of already talked about that. Try to try to play up tempo as much as you can, but basic philosophy for you offensively.
2: Yeah, offensively, we, we have players that we can play all over the floor and we absolutely love that. Some people call it positionless basketball. You know, you're not positionless, you're actually every position. Right. And so being able to space the floor with everybody on the floor that can shoot and can score is huge for us. And we're able to really have um, kind of some driving lanes created for some of our faster guards by having post players that can shoot the ball
5: yeah and that means somebody that can step out like a Tamyra Boindexter who is able to make a fifteen or sixteen foot or even a three point uh, play occasionally or three-point shot uh, occasionally. But in the in the context uh, of that offense, when you say positionless basketball, I'm going to ask you kind of to define that a little bit more, but basically it means that you've got a lot of multi-talented or multi-faceted players, I yeah,
2: guess. Yeah, that's absolutely that's exactly what it is. We have lots of versatile players that can play all over the floor, and that really can create um, just kind of a problem for opponents because when they go and they're looking at what we do and you scout, a lot of times when you're scouting you're like okay these are their post players these are their guards these are their point guards and when you have a team like us that can kind of play all over the floor now that preparation from the other opponent is gonna be like okay you've got to be able to defend all of this from all over the floor and it goes back to us also being able to just play fast right we want to play fast because everybody on the floor can get a rebound I mean why that is our leading rebounder and she's doing such a great job and when we can have multiple people that can rebound the ball and push it up it's it allows us to play a little a little bit faster
5: yeah, I'm looking at your stats and Poindexter, Mayberry, Lasky, Crawford, Biddle, you know, they all have somewhere between three and a half to four and a half rebounds, and that's that's team rebounding, which is I guess really important, isn't it?
2: Oh, rebounding is critical, right, to every single game and to our wins. You know, you, you you shoot a good percentage and you don't turn the ball over and you rebound the ball, you're gonna have a really good chance to win that game. And so we know that our rebounding is gonna come from multiple people, and sometimes, you know, even in practice, we talk about like hey, your job isn't to get the rebound your job is to make sure your player doesn't get the rebound and be able to kind of help each other on the floor through rebounding and we're on our guards quite a bit you know before every game i ask our guards how much are you going to out rebound the other team's guards and i ask the same thing of our posts, how much are you going to out rebound as a group the other team's post players and our guards i'm going to tell you they're pretty ambitious some of those numbers that they say before the game are like okay we've got work to do let's make sure we get it done
5: all right philosophy defensively then so take us through kind of the basics for an Angie Nelp defense.
2: Yeah, uh, effectiveness, that's what we wanna <laughs> do. So, you know, for us, we've been primarily a man-to-man team. We do, you know, I'm not afraid of zone. It's not like you have to be a man coach or a zone coach. I right. wanna do exactly what our team can be effective at and can stop the other team at. And sometimes that looks different each game. And so sometimes that's a little more scout specific from game to game. Um, when you look at us, and you know, one of the things that we have to focus a lot on is taking away paint touches, right? with the teams that we play against. And then we also have to focus on taking away open threes.
5: Yeah, and that's uh, something that can come either in a zone or a man-to-man, certainly. Uh, But aggressiveness and intensity, uh, those are things I I don't want to say they're not, that You can't teach them. You can certainly teach them, but they're, they're somewhat intrinsic in the individual in a lot of ways as to how hard you're going to play on defense. How hard is that to instill in any team?
2: You know, this team has done such a great job of that part of the buy-in, right? What we talk about a lot in practice is, hey, you're, you got to get tired, get tired. And we make that such a positive thing that they're just going to empty out and they're going to go all out every single possession for us defensively. And it, it's amazing, isn't it, how hard work can cover up a multitude of mistakes, right? Yeah. So we may not be in the exact perfect positioning that we have. But if we work really, really hard and we always have each other's back, then I think we can be successful on that end of the floor.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, you uh, end up... Um with the, the first game against Duquesne, your first game ever as a head coach, you're the one now calling the timeouts and that sort of thing. How, how did that go and how did it feel to get your first win?
2: It was great. You know, I was so excited for this team, you know, being able to just, just kind of what everybody went through last year it being just such a different year for everyone with COVID and feeling this year you're coming back with a little bit of normalcy, you know, with, with people in the stands and people in the arena. I was so happy for this team to be able to get their first win here at home in Reynolds.
5: Absolutely. We'll be returning in a moment. She is Angie Nelp, and she is the head women's basketball coach at the University of Tulsa, presented by the Rib Crib. This is the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show from Learfield
1: ready to get back in the game great news the movement experts at redbud physical therapy can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines with 15 convenient locations across tulsa and beyond contact redbud physical therapy today at redbudpt.com to see a physical therapist redbud physical therapy a proud partner of tulsa athletics and trusted choice for keeping golden hurricane fans in the game at rib crib
4: we tip our hats to craftsmanship when you take your sweet time and do it by hand without shortcuts it always leads to the good stuff the pit masters at rib crib practice their craft every single day slow smoking with hickory around the clock to bring you righteous ribs sit your butt down brisket smoked chicken pulled pork and all the other good stuff you love rib crib smoking the good stuff
5: When shopping for your next car, truck, or SUV, get to the point at South Point Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the exclusive home of transparent pricing. We show you what the other guys won't
1: when you shop South Point Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. You find great people, great service, and great American trucks built by Americans for Americans in the heart of Trucklahoma. What are you waiting for? Get to the point. Find it all
0: online
5: at SouthPointCJD.com.
1: Hey, TU fans. Basketball season's underway, and we have some great games for you this year, including Wichita State, Cincinnati, UCF, Memphis, and a Final Four participant last year, Houston. If you want to watch all these games at the Reynolds Center this season, you can. That's right. Our five-game mini plan with these great conference foes is on sale and starts at only $49. And check out our great prices on women's basketball as well. Get tickets today by calling 918-631-GO-TU. Trying to go into the high post. It's knocked away. Tamira Poindexter has the steal. Wide open right-handed layup is good. And Tulsa is up 23-19. to 19. That's action from earlier
5: this year. University of Tulsa women's basketball and young freshman Tamira Poindexter with an absolutely terrific play and what a terrific start for her. As we rejoin Angie Nelp, this is the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show presented by Rib Crib. And Coach uh, Tamira Poindexter obviously continues i don't want to say surprise but can she continues to do stuff that kind of amazes you a little bit doesn't she
2: yeah she does she does that every single day in practice too and that's what's so fun about coaching t is you know you can see from the highlights that she is just incredibly talented and then she's been able to just kind of play all over the floor for us and so all her highlights aren't necessarily coming around the rim you know sometimes right. those are going to be three-point shots sometimes she's rebounding and she's starting our break and so just her from a versatility standpoint with our team she's been incredible
5: yeah, I mean, you knew what you had when you got her. I mean, you knew what style of players, you knew the, the, her shape and all that sort of thing. But she has perhaps exceeded what you might have expected And in, in August. Uh, of course, you had a chance to look at her some in the summer. So.
2: Yeah, you know, her growth has just been so quick. I would say that's probably, you know, what's, um, if anything, that surprised us a lot is there's some things that we're looking at maybe getting to in a couple of weeks that she just starts doing naturally on her own, and mm-hmm. that's allowed her to have a really quick growth curve for us. I mean, she knows that she has a lot of work to do or to continue to do, and she works so hard. She gets in the gym all the time extra with coaches. And so am I surprised by her growth? Not at all. When a kid works as hard as she does, you know, that's going to happen. Maybe a little bit surprised at just how quickly that's happened. But, man, I'm telling you, this kid has just barely scratched the surface of the player that she's going to be. And we're so excited for what she's just bringing to our team every day.
5: 12.3 points a game, four and a half rebounds per game and she draws defenders out. She's a big that can come out and shoot from the outside. It's got to be something that helps open up your offense, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it really opens up the it opens up the rim for so many other things that we have when you have post players who can get out and they can shoot the ball like she can shoot and like like Jessica Evans can shoot the ball. That really spaces the floor for some of our guards like like Maya and like Yvette to be able to play downhill and get into that paint area and create a little bit more off the dribble.
5: Now, uh She's not leading your team in rebounding, and a guard leads your team in rebounding. So is that one of the things that you needle her about? We do. The, we the, we remind
2: the, her that almost every day <laughs> that that Yvette, you know, our point guard, is leading our team in rebounding, which you know is amazing for her, and she sure. does such a great job. And then and then T is quick to remind us that she gets all those rebounds. That Yvette gets all those rebounds because T boxes out, right? Well, there you go. So it goes it goes back and forth, and rebounding's always a team effort. But we are always pushing T to get a few more rebounds.
5: Well, and, and to her- her, uh, to her benefit, obviously, uh, it seems to be more and more a three-point game. A lot of long shots, meaning long rebounds. And so your guards have to range rebound, don't they?
2: Absolutely. Long shots, long rebounds. So we're able to scoop up a few of those.
5: All right. Maya Mayberry and Wyvette Mayberry have been tremendous for you. What what did you expect out of them? You, you watched tape and you knew how good they could and were, uh, could be and were. Uh, w- w- What is your reaction to seeing them play now when the bullets are flying?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Continually impressed by these two individuals. You know, when you watch them, there are returning leading scorers from last year. And some of the things that, you know, when I watched film from last year and saw what they were able to do, I I kept thinking, you know, like those kids have have such great potential. And being able to actually step on the floor and start working with them and and just figure out ways offensively of ways that they can, you know, we can complement them and how we can all fit together. To be able for each person to use their own strengths, and Maya has a lot of strengths, let me tell you, oh, and sure. and Yvette too. Man, that that kid surprises you almost every day. And when you think that she doesn't have another burst of speed, and then she has that burst of speed, you just—I mean—you get excited thinking about the transition team that we want to that we want to be and that we are, and how those two help create that.
5: And they have tremendous instinct, obviously, for, for the game. Lee Mayor their dad. Uh, great player at Arkansas, great player in the NBA. So obviously they've been they they've got the genes, and they've been trained well, and they seem to have as you might expect as sisters, some synergy with each other, right?
2: Oh, that team chemistry is unbelievable. I'm telling you, I think they know where each other's going to be before the the other one even knows they're going to go there. Right. And so it's really fun to be able to watch them and have that team chemistry and have that chemistry really flow into the rest of our team, too.
5: Rebecca LaSky had a choice to make, whether she wanted to come back for her super senior year or COVID senior year, whatever you whatever you want to call <laughs> yeah. that, and she has come back and has been splendid for you. But take us back to that decision process that she had to go through and how, how you helped nudge her that way, so to speak.
2: Yeah, you know, I am so thankful every day that Rebecca had, you know, made the decision to continue to be with our team. You know, you you don't really realize it until you're older, just how short of a window you really have to be a part of something really special. And so um, when I first got here, I I knew of Rebecca and Rebecca knew of me, you know, when I was at a a different school, I, I watched her play and we had conversations. And so there was some familiarity that was already there. But coming back and just having conversations about, hey, this is, this is how we see our program growing this is what we see our foundation being this is you know really what we're going to be about this year and and then really allowing her to kind of see us transparently as coaches for who we are and then have her make that decision if this is something that she wanted to to come and and continue to be a part of and continue to give to this team and she did that and i'm just so thankful that she did
5: so it wasn't a hard sell wasn't it it was it was more of a here's what our program is and right
2: that that's yeah you but one thing you'll find out about me is that's a little bit how I am in recruiting too. You know, you would never want someone to come into a team where you feel like you had to force them to want the things that you want. Right. And Rebecca, everything that she is, you know, as a student athlete, as a scholar athlete, and everything that she represents is exactly what we want our program to be. And so I knew from a culture standpoint that she would lead us in that area and I knew how tough she was on the court. And I and you know, you'd really don't see the glue that she is until you get into those practices and you get into those workouts and then you see hey you know what her numbers may you know may not reflect exactly everything that she brings to our team from a glue standpoint and so just I mean just so thankful that she continues to lead our team and, and in the right direction too.
5: Well, so she's the old salt and obviously Maya has been around quite a while but tell us about Delaney Crawford and what she's done uh, for the program averaging over seven points a game she's been a very nice contributor for you as a youngster.
2: Yeah I'm really excited about the way she's going to continue Continue to impact our team this year in fact probably while we're talking she's probably upstairs you know getting a, a few thousand shots in today <laughs> this kid is such an incredibly hard worker and she's always in the gym and she's always looking at ways to to better her game and, and one of the things that I love about her is, is she's just fearless right? Sometimes as a freshman, you have to have that. You've got to step on the floor and be like, I don't I don't care if you're a senior. I don't care if you're a junior and just go out and play your heart out. And that's how she plays every single game. And, you know, one of the things with her statistics that are really impressive is her assist to turnover ratio. Right. I mean, that's a, that's unbelievable, you know, for a freshman to be able to have that coming in off the bench for us. And so really excited about how she makes those around her better.
5: Yeah. 16 to three. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? I mm-hmm. mean, that's really terrific for any player, let alone a freshman right
2: yeah yeah it is incredible she makes great decisions she has a high basketball iq and she's going to continue to impact our team
5: well uh, we're almost out of time but i do want to congratulate you on the early 6-0 start the game schedule of course on wednesday against uh, missouri s&t we'll look forward to that at the Rental Center. So just give me an overview of how it feels to be the head coach at the University of Tulsa and the great start you've had.
2: Oh man, thank you, Bruce. Uh, you know what? I am just so grateful to be able to to be able to lead these young women. You know, that's what it's about a lot with our program and our culture and being able to mentor them and of course, you know how competitive we are. We love that we're able to feel those tangible rewards of those wins that are coming, but we also know we have a lot of work to do. I sure. mean, you look at our conference and and just some outstanding teams and outstanding coaches in our conference and and we have a lot of work ahead of us and i have a team that that's not going to back down and they're going to continue to work hard every single day and i'm just grateful to get to be a part of that
5: well and it's fun it's been fun watching your team so far and i know a lot of great games yet to come uh, angie thanks for taking the time and next week it won't be uh, reviewing six or seven games it'll be just be reviewing a couple of them so it'll be a little bit uh, uh, i don't want to say less strenuous but it'll be a, l- a little bit less intense i guess uh, so to speak thank you for taking the time and we'll talk to you next week
2: oh Thanks
5: for having me. Angie Nelp, who is the women's basketball coach at the University of Tulsa. We will have our final comments coming up next on the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show from Learfield. This is Philip Montgomery, head football coach at the University of Tulsa. When I was playing and got banged up or injured, I really knew how important it was to get top quality care so I could get back on the field and get back in the action. As a coach, when one of my players gets injured, I'm confident that the sports medicine experts at Advanced Orthopedics of Oklahoma will give my guys
4: the best diagnosis, treatment, and rehabilitation. We're glad to have Advanced Orthopedics as the official physicians of the Golden Hurricane.
5: Ask for Advanced Orthopedics of Oklahoma
6: online at aook.com get ready to slay the holidays in a brand new yuletide ride from river spirit casino resort oh what fun when you take the reins of a luxurious cadillac xt5 suv play and earn entries daily for your chance to win one of two back-to-back cadillac giveaways december 25th and the 31st tis the season to dash away in the ultimate yuletide ride a 2021 cadillac xt5 only at river spirit casino
1: resort Have you noticed your vision getting cloudy? Do colors seem dull or faded? If you're over 55, it could be cataracts. But Triad Eye Institute is here with Oklahoma's most advanced cataract removal treatment that can return that sharp, clear vision you deserve. We can even help you navigate your Medicare benefits to find the right procedure for your individual needs. Schedule your screening now at TriadEye.com or call us at 918-252-2020.
6: See more of life with Triad Eye Institute. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. Or was it they go, you go? <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem like me.
2: Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar & Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
5: We're back on the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show. I'm Bruce Howard, and uh, well, for the Hurricane, first on the men's side, they're four and four coming into a game against Loyola Marymount. The Loyola Marymount team tomorrow night, and by the way, that game starts at eight o'clock, and is a seven thirty airtime on the Golden Hurricane Radio Network. Loyola Marymount comes in at five and three, and they've beaten a couple of pretty good teams. In fact, they defeated SMU. Of the American Athletic Conference also defeated a team Tulsa beat as well, Little Rock, so it should be a good game again. Loyola and Marymount coming out of the West Coast Conference. And then later on in the week on Saturday, TU will take on Southern Illinois. That's an old rematch of the Missouri Valley Conference. That game starts at one o'clock at the Reynolds Center. And then it continues on the sixteenth of December. That would be Uh, on a Thursday night next week as Tulsa continues at home that game against Alcorn State before TU has a couple of games on the road in tournament style against North Carolina, or North Texas, I should say, and Colorado State. On the women's side, the Hurricane unbeaten at 6-0, and and they get ready for Missouri S&T coming up on Wednesday. It starts at 6.30. And then on Sunday, TU taking on Central Arkansas at 1 p.m. before they go on the road to the Georgia State Holiday Classic. And that'll wrap it up for our first edition of the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show for head coach Frank Haith and for women's head basketball coach Angie Nell I'm Bruce Howard. So long. We will see you at the Reynolds Center for TU Basketball.
6: On the
4: Golden Hurricane Sports Network, from Learfield... This has been the Tulsa Basketball Radio Show with TU head coach Frank Haith and women's head coach Angie Nell presented by Rib Crib. Join us next time for another hour of TU basketball talk. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Golden Hurricane Sports Network.